While it almost feels like an instant replay in Israel, kidnappings, murder, and a relentless barrage of rockets firing into Israel from the terrorists in Gaza have pushed Israel into another campaign against the terrorist group Hamas. Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is John Billington with you this week. We spoke this week with David Haivri, who lives with his wife and eight children in Kafar Tepuach in the Shamron region of Israel, the biblical heartland and what many call today the West Bank. David is the founder of the Shamron Liaison Office and is also an international speaker and an independent writer. In fact, David has a new book coming out soon entitled A View from the Mountains of Israel that will be available at his website haivri.com. I asked David about the situation there right now, and this was his response. John, we have a very stressful time in Israel now, I would say for the past five weeks. Starting about five weeks ago, three young men were abducted by Islamic terrorists, and they were murdered. And uh, for three weeks, our security forces searched for these young men, hoping that they would be found alive. But uh, tragically... They were finally found uh, dead, and uh, it, it appears that they were killed a very short time after they were kidnapped. And uh, for the past two weeks, we've been having a, a massive rocket attack from Gaza into cities all across Israel's coast, coastline and even into Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, now our army, the IDF, the Israel Defense Force, is totally dedicated to rooting out sources of terror in the Gaza Strip. Living in Canada, the United States, Britain, or any place like it, I think it can be hard to understand what it would be like to live surrounded by nations and terrorist groups like Syria, Lebanon, Hezbollah, and of course right now Hamas in the Gaza Strip. David speaks of the stressful time that Israel is going through right now. And prior to the news of the deaths of the three teens, their mothers went to the United Nations to appeal for help. The following is what Rachel Frankel said at the UN Human Rights Council. This was on June 24th, uh, just this year, I, well, last month. And I feel it puts us a little more in touch with what the feelings are at right now. My name is Rachel Frankel, and I live in Israel. I've come here today as a mother. Twelve days ago, my son Naftali and two other teenage students, Eyal Ifrach and Gilad Shair, whose mothers are sitting behind me, were kidnapped on their way home from school. Since then, we've heard nothing. No news, no sign of life. With your permission, I'd like to tell you about the boys. My son Naftali is 16. He loves to play guitar and basketball. He's a good student and a good boy, a combination of serious and fun. Eyal loves to play sports and cook. Gilad is an amateur pastry chef and loves movies. My son texted me, said he's on his way home, and then he's gone. Every mother's nightmare is waiting and waiting endlessly for her child to come home. Mr. President, it is wrong to take children, innocent boys and girls, and use them as instruments of any struggle. It is cruel. This council is charged with protecting human rights. I wish to ask, doesn't every child have the right to come home safely from school? We just want them back in our homes, in their beds. We just want to hug them again. 
As a father with my own children, I personally find those words very difficult to hear, and I'm sure you do as well. Imagine for those three families' neighbors, their community, the surrounding communities. Truly, it would and has affected the whole nation. I found the following words from the Psalms helpful, and they took on a lot more meaning, maybe, than they had before for me. And it's from Psalm 102 and verse coming in at verse 11. My days are as a shadow, or like a shadow that declineth, and I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute, and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. The scriptures tell us that all we go through as individuals molds and shapes our character. And the same is true, I believe, of an entire nation. What a people has experienced makes them who they are. Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes, in chapter 7 and 2, writes the following, It is better to go into the house of mourning than into the house of feasting, for, uh, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. There's no doubt that God is bringing this nation to great heights. I asked David about the effects on the nation of the current crisis. Here's what he said. I would say that the, the nation of Israel uh, is very strong and dedicated to our mission. They, of course, the people who are more uh, uh, observant of the Torah, of the laws of God, they understand our responsibility and so forth. But the, even the, the greater Tel Aviv area, which is mainly secular, altogether, when we see the, the polls on the current situation, the 97% of the Israel's population support the uh, operation of the IDF in Gaza today. Uh, so it's a very strong sense of unity. That's almost and, unprecedented, uh, is it not? I think so. 97% of the, I would say, is the, the entire nation. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, just three weeks ago, we were in the middle of this major national crisis searching for these boys who were kidnapped and people throughout the state of Israel gathered together in the main city centers and, and prayed and lit candles and prayed for the return of these boys. So that too is a, a great sign of unity and it's a sign of a faith. I do believe that all these events bring a people and a nation closer together, ultimately to God. I remember in the pullout from Gaza a number of years back, seeing huge gatherings of people coming together to pray. This wasn't always the case, as those settling Israel in the beginning were largely secular. In time, the nation has grown not only much in population, um, but in belief in God. David Haivri 
recently wrote on his website about the future of Israel and its historic calling. He wrote, the, the, uh, the Jewish people have returned to our homeland in order to fulfill a historic calling, to be a light unto the nations, a people with values worth imitating. Our mission is not to be a Hebrew-speaking, gun-toting Western society with no values. That we could do in Los Angeles. David spoke about this and what it means to be back in the land after the difficulties they have been through as a people. Here's what he said. I appreciate you quoting from a, an article that I wrote uh, recently. Um, and as you mentioned, my uh, new book, uh, A View from the Mountains of Israel, is coming out and will be available through my website, haibri.com. Uh, I uh, definitely see the return of the Jewish people, the regathering after 2,000 years of exile, praying throughout that time to God to have mercy on us and return us to our land. I see the return of our people to this land is an amazing miracle. It's the fulfillment of the prophecy. And uh, the Jewish people believed and, and hoped and prayed for all of those years and, and uh, re retained our alliance, our uh, loyalty to our land and to our God. And coming back to Israel and reestablishing this state is a clear sign of the, the fulfillment of those prophecies and the coming of the full redemption for the Jewish people and for the people of the world. I asked David how much nearer he thinks all these events bring us to the coming of the Messiah. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, the reestablishment of the state in 1948, and everything that's happened since then is a, a sign of progressing very quickly towards the, the redemption. Here we see that the, the words of the prophets that appeared in the Bible some 2000 uh, are coming to fulfillment uh, very quickly. So as we saw in the polls, the 97% of the people of Israel believe we see that uh, we, we are very close. We're much closer than we ever were before. Much closer than we ever have been before. There you have it on Bible in the News. The most exciting words you've heard all week. We're closer than we ever have been before. Beautiful words. Everybody, I'm telling you, let's get ready. I couldn't agree more. That from someone living in the West Bank, in the mountains of Israel, the Shamron, whatever you want to call it. Someone who can see God's hand actually fulfilling 2,000-year-old prophecies in his own backyard. We're closer than we ever have been before. There it is. As we see Israel defending itself from its enemies once again, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And it is closer than it ever has been before. David's uh, final comments were, at the end of our conversation together, the difficult times are leading us to the good times. May this be true, and may the time of David's throne once again reestablished in Zion be soon. Much to the world's distaste. It will be absolutely something that is happening before our eyes very shortly. I love it. All right, we will end with the words from Ezekiel 34, verse 23 to 26. And I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. 
and my servant David a prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken it. And I will make with them a covenant of peace, and will cause the evil beasts to cease out of the land. And they shall dwell safely in the wilderness, and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. And I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. Thanks for joining us again this week. Please join us again next week when we look at the Bible in the News at www.bibleinthenews.com.